0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is...
1: Hey, guys, what's going on?
0: It is Jason. And with us, not as always,
2: is... It's Tim from the Board Game Rundown, I guess, but I'm like a deputy board game mechanic today.
0: Yeah, you're part of the Riveted. You're you're part of the family. Right on. Right on. I'll take it.
1: So we invited Tim on. Hopefully he doesn't class this thing up too much. I mean... oh.
2: Not a chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we really are still trying to stay at pretty okay, Tim. So just, you know, keep, keep, keep it low.
2: Oh yeah. No problem there. I'll try to just maintain. <laughs> That's all we Sad can ask for. Cool. Yep.
0: That's right. Status quo. Cool. <sighs> you got any zany banter? I didn't even think of any.
2: Oh, zany banter. I guess I could say like, if you're hearing my voice, it's like you ordered a Coke and instead you got a Pepsi.
1: <laughs> that is pretty
2: funny that is funny I mean I'm not Katie right they would be disappointed you know I'm not Joel I'm not Katie
0: It's like I don't even know what that means however <laughs> when I order Coke and they're like oh is Pepsi alright I always want to be like no Pepsi is not alright if I wanted Pepsi I would order that crap
2: I get salty about it too I'm like no just give me water
0: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Pepsi is gross
2: yeah
1: I agree I'll drink it, though, because I just love pop. So as long as you slap diet in front of it, I'll probably drink it.
0: On a totally unrelated note, I'm trying to figure out right now if I put deodorant on today. Like, I really <laughs> just was like, I feel like I'm sweaty. This well, is, I don't know. you nervous because you're here, Tim. I don't know. I feel sweaty. <laughs> this is late
2: in the day to be worrying about the deodorant, isn't it? Like, I mean, you've probably, it's probably already passed, so...
1: I've been sitting next to her all day. She didn't she didn't care once. She gets on the phone with you
2: and then all of a sudden it's, it's
1: it's on, I guess.
2: Yeah, but you see it should be the other way around because I've been listening to you guys for like, well, now I can say years and uh, you know, so it's it's a big thing for me. I'm just kind of that uh that new upstart, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're we're big time. We're, we're not that big time, Tim. Okay? Like this don't, don't be getting all like um, like starstruck on us here, okay? Oh,
2: it's too late. I've been excited uh, ever <laughs> since that this was a possibility.
0: Well, we're so happy to have you, for real. And I have no idea. I, I think it's... Well, Jason shuts the air conditioner off so you don't hear it on the podcast. So maybe that's why I suddenly feel sweaty, but I didn't oh, notice it the rest of the day. So <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. There's my zany banter. We probably should talk about games played. So don't talk about or talk about news or something. So oh, this so is a my... board
2: game show, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we do talk about board games sometimes.
0: Sometimes. <laughs>
1: All right, so now we're moving into some news. Um, I think Tim, you brought some news for us. So what do you got?
2: I got a little bit, and it's just because uh, it's it's my thing, right? So in the riveted, I'm the guy that's like, oh, minis games, blah blah <laughs> blah. Ooh, territory control, blah blah blah. Right? <laughs> I know that. Yep. I know that's me. I wear it. It's fine. I I I know my place. I got my little corner in the chat, <laughs> and, and I'm good there. So so for me, it was uh, really big news uh, that Eric Lang had announced that he was leaving SEMA because mm-hmm. he was, uh, you know, in charge of what their project development for three years. Yeah. And it seemed kind of sudden, but I guess uh, he's still working with them on projects that they've already been developing, like Blood Rage Two, which I'm sure you guys are super excited about. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. But he's also Pre- pre-ordered. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Right. Already. (laughs) Uh, But he's he's taking time to focus on activism because he was one of the first designers to kind of come out, uh, you know, at Origins or pre Origins and got a whole bunch of people to bail out on that. Right. And and he's also going to do like freelance work, which is exciting for me because. Uh, it's inter- It'll be interesting to see if he does some games that maybe aren't as mini oriented, you know, and he can mm. see what he comes up with when he's not at a company that is primarily miniatures, you know, as their driving force.
0: Right. I'd love to see him team up with designers that do different kinds of games. So he can add kind of that really great thematic element that he does with his mini games, but maybe some mechanics I actually like.
2: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's just... Like Vital Lacerda and Eric Lang. That would be amazing.
0: It would be like uh, a game about Portugal, and then there'd be all these minis of all the statues and monuments in Portugal. <laughs> See, and but you... you're
2: building, you'd be building the statues and monuments. So that'd be cool, right? I'd play it. There'd probably be
1: some wine, maybe some cars, too. <laughs> right?
2: And, <laughs> and there's be, there, maybe there's statues of nobles, and then there's some like tracks that you... That you you know you score all your points on. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> but but if Eric Lang's doing it, the tra- there might be like kill tracks also, so you kind of got to balance it out.
2: Right, and that's that's where you have yeah. the big statues uh, that you build, <laughs> and, and they're big hunks yeah. of gray plastic, yeah. and that's how you that's how you build on that.
0: Vital and Eric, you're welcome. We can't wait to see this in production. <laughs> well, and also well, we called our shop Eric Lang. I think. I I actually honestly wasn't surprised about him leaving Simon because I'd seen a lot of his work, like he, um, his social media kind of platform that he'd been really using um, for talking about um, diversity and people of color in board games. And you could see that that was something that really meant a lot to him and weighed on him and... I don't know if it was something that he was like, oh, it's time for me to do something on my own. Or Simon was like, I don't know if we're OK with how often you are just blocking a bunch of people online and making these unfiltered through our PR statements. I mean, I don't want to start yeah. start controversy, but I I, uh,
2: I appreciate, though, his boldness. Right. You know, yes. he does take a risk. Uh, using his platform but good for him to stand up for what he believes in and right. uh and to really try to engage the uh, gaming community so i i thought it was pretty cool
0: yeah i think it's great i'm excited to see what comes out of it so good luck eric lang what's well, a really interesting segue because speaking of vital Acerta, my first item of news happens to have vital Acerta involved and it would be silly if I didn't mention this game, Uh, Mercado de Lisboa. So it's supposed to be a little filler game. Um, Vital didn't work alone. Julian Pombo, I guess, is his co-designer. I bet you he's from Portugal. (laughs) He could be. I I, I did not look up Julian's backstory.
2: You don't need to. (laughs) I think we know.
0: We know. But um, Mercado, it's, it's sort of building on... Part of Lisboa, which is a bigger, great game by Vital that we know and love. Um, But it's just taking that building part. So it's making it a smaller kind of game where you are kind of making a market in Lisboa. And so you're building stalls and... um, getting customers to come in so that you can earn money and the person with the most money wins the stand tiles and the restaurant tiles look really cool. I like, I think it, and of course it's an Eagle Griffin project, so it's going to be ridiculously priced, but it, it looks like it would be fun. Like I would, I would play it.
2: it's, I'm interested to see how much of a filler game it actually is. Like, is he able to help himself, right? Or is it going right. to be like the, you know, something massive that you were like, oh, tricked you. It's not really a filler.
1: Yeah, it's probably, it's probably like, uh, you know, medium heavy instead of just heavy, heavy.
2: Right. <laughs> right, right. It's only two hours long.
0: And you can't piggyback off of other people's actions and do five things on your turn. You can only do one thing. He's just limiting himself.
2: Yeah. I wonder if that's killing him. I wonder if that hurt him to try to do that, to, you know, handcuff himself so much. I don't know. I don't he, <laughs> he, did, he did
1: that game with his daughter, the dragon, the one about dragons. I can't remember the oh, name of it now. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he thought he's going to turn a new leaf. He's getting older. He's, you know, <laughs> the sun's setting on Vital.
0: Maybe oh my he God, decides. He's eating that... out is sir. <laughs> that, what's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently he's not that old. But, you know, maybe he-
0: <laughs> you cannot put Uncle Vitel out to pasture, Jason, on our podcast. What's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm a negative influence.
0: <laughs> I don't. The art looks really cool, though. I, I I don't know if you guys have looked at it, but the art um, it's by Pedro, Pedro Soto, who might also be Portuguese. I don't know, but it looks really uh, it's colorful. It's interesting. I kind of like it.
2: Yeah, I think it. I yeah, I think you hit on something really good though. All jokes aside, this does look really neat, and uh, despite being Evil e- Eagle Griffin games, it and probably will price out Jason. I think you have to look at it because it's probably going to be really good.
1: I think you were right when you said Evil Griffin. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> I can, I can support yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: fair. <laughs> well, so for, we're going to talk about price. So this might be, I think, for people who want to get into Vital Lacerda and maybe just need a stepping stone. So I think that's kind of cool because we do love Uncle Vital on this podcast. But again, it's not that's like jumping right into the deep end without your floaties on um, as far as board games are concerned. But there's six days left on this Kickstarter. So definitely check it out. But if you just get the basic edition of the game, it's 34 bucks.
1: Ooh, yeah! Now, it doesn't—it doesn't price me out. So there we go. uh
2: Oh. Uh oh. Unlock that wallet. Be ready.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to. But it we can talk about no, it.
0: Not a chance, Tim. Not a chance. Because of course, like they have these like cool shaped wooden tokens and stuff. So I would want the deluxe edition. Because why wouldn't you? Well, of um, course.
2: Why go halfway?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And um you get the deluxe edition and it comes I believe it comes with a um a copy of an expansion for the regular Lisboa. What? Game. Yeah. Whoa. The Queen expansion.
1: Yeah, I may or may not have heard that on uh, the latest episode of Board Game Rundown, actually.
0: Really? Well hey, I'm not I'm not taking any
2: stuff. spotlight. I'm not taking any spotlight off of a <laughs> <Yeah>, Dan <laughs> Dan might have talked about that, and I know he's always trying to get on that fickle favorite list, and <laughs> he probably just lost his spot you know, this week, which is fine. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Katie's, its the first time I'm hearing it is from Katie, because I don't listen to Dan when he talks on the show. <laughs> anyway.
0: When he talks right next to you, you're like, I just tuned him out, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's I on mean, his I, own.
1: I did say he was dead to me today, so that, that made me feel good.
2: <laughs> he's got it coming, believe me.
0: But th- that's more like a fifty dollar range to back that the nicer edition. It just, so. I'm, ba- aim I'm for back. I'm back Stars, out. man. <laughs> I I know. I know. I don't even. You were never in. As soon as you just saw Ego Griffin, you're like, that's it. Can't afford that. I'm out of it.
2: <laughs> it didn't matter. It Could have been five dollars.
0: Exactly. Like, oh, that's, exactly. Too no, that's, that's too, too much. That's too much. It's too steep. So for those of you that are looking for a VTOL game at a reasonable price, check out Mercado de Lisboa. Six more days and thirty-four bucks. Kickstarter, um, my next Kickstarter is actually well within Jason's price range, although not really within his uh, wheelhouse, I would say. And that this this Kickstarter is called Zan's Book of Stupid Magic Spells, and it's exactly yeah, it's exactly what it sounds I, like. I
1: mean, I like the price. You haven't gotten to that yet, but I do like the price. <laughs>
0: Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a book of stupid magic spells, which sometimes if there's 17 of them, they're original and they're stupid, like explosive <laughs> diarrhea or summon a middle manager or create a mini clone. Um, on their website, they actually showed the example of toilet wine.
1: Ew. So Ooh, that's disgusting.
0: <laughs> well, you actually take the toilet water and create wine, which is,
1: ah uh, okay. All right.
0: Uh, Right, still you gross, could, you, but okay. It's a tra- it's a transmutation. It's a first level spell, um, so you can transform the toilet water into wine. It's it's a really great tasting toilet wine, which is just like a mediocre regular wine. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you were there to clarify all of that. So. Just
0: just in case <laughs> you were wondering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right. How much is this gem of a Kickstarter here?
0: I also wanted to point out that the magic words for toilet wine is caca vino, just in case you want to taste <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, boy. This is right. This kind of humor is right up my alley. But
0: yeah. <laughs> Literally toilet humor right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So there's only three days left on this this magical Kickstarter, but they're just doing like a PDF run and it's only a dollar to get 17 of these stupid spells for your D campaign
2: that's pretty fun
0: i think it would be fun like if you're looking to liven up the party this would be way to do it
2: how much is it for the vinos expansion caca vinos was that <laughs> i would
1: i would i would buy that all day honestly
0: <laughs> we'll have to see if they can get together on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Vital is turning a new leaf. We just went over that, so maybe uh, there
0: we go. It's true. We'll see what he has to say. I really, I'm sure he doesn't listen to our podcast. Gosh, I hope you don't, Vital. He's I respect a, you too. He nice. doesn't
2: anymore.
1: He's, he's been on, yeah, not anymore. He's been on <laughs> it before. I know. He loves us. What are you talking about? He's watched our live stream before.
2: I,
0: Uncle I know. Vital and us I are remember tight. That. I know. That's what makes me like Vitale of I want you to know that I respect you the most. None of this reflects on you. You're an amazing designer.
2: Yeah. It's the, it, I'm the bad actor here. Like, <laughs> just blame me. <laughs>
1: no, two-thirds of the people on this podcast did not say anything terrible about uh, Vitel. Um, That's right. It would just be the one who may or may not be talking now.
0: <laughs> All right, to save you from yourself, the last Kickstarter I want to talk about um, really, I thought, caught my eye. It's from the designer of Villagers, which I don't know anything about that. Um, but I'm uncultured swine who makes jokes about Caccavino. But um, it is called Streets. And this is um, a tile laying game. And honestly, when I read over it and looked through it, it reminds me a lot of Santa Monica. Because you're laying these tiles, you're putting out um, housing and like attractions, stores, that sort of thing. Um, all these new buildings. And then certain types of meeples move into the buildings And then they're generating income based on like the meeples that are there, what they attract, that kind of thing. But the scoring is a little bit different and you can close off a street. And once that street is closed off, you then score the money for the buildings that are yours based on the people that are there. And then those meeples can then move to other streets to boost um, the income at those other buildings.
1: Yeah, that does sound exactly like Santa Monica, which we'll talk about more later. But yes, it really does.
0: The one thing this has that Santa Monica doesn't, um, there's a couple expansions included in it, which I think that Santa Monica really needs, which I can talk about later. But there's a business expansion that gives you some different um, types of businesses that you can kind of specialize in. And they also have a consultants expansion, which gives you player powers, which I am always on board for. Um, and gosh, they have really cool little what a meeple people like, um, that are in different outfits like they've got hipsters that um have like beards and fanny packs like it's really it's really pretty cute i really like it
2: that sounds kind of cool to me but i haven't seen santa monica so
0: oh santa Monica's good too so i don't know i would like to play this to kind of compare them because it seems fairly similar except um i was trying to decide if you have your own if it's a Group city, or if you pop what you have your own city,
1: I watched Rado play this, but I kind of zoned out once I read it or I saw that it was a tile game, so I can't help you.
0: But Santa Monica is the same thing, it's only it's cards, it's and not tiles. tiles,
1: it's cards. Oh, so my god, so therefore gosh. I like it better. Uh oh, uh oh, I like the same
0: stupid shape, one's a little bit longer. You could actually have tiles that are the same size as cards, but no. it's got like the different icons at the bottom, um, and it you it looks really the same. Like Dave Clark better watch out. Cause I, if I were Santa Monica people, I might have a trademarking problem with this. So I, I, I mean, okay. I, it's really, it looks very similar, but I think I, it looks like it would be fun. Cause you're kind of trying to see, okay, what can I do to generate people on these spaces? And then when is a good time to close off the street so I can move people to make another one of my businesses more profitable? Um, I think it was pretty fun. So, if you're interested in that, it sounds interesting. Streets. There's 19 days left for on Kickstarter, so you got a while. I believe it's already funded, but it's 30 bucks, and it's pretty cute for 30 bucks. I got to say, not bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to say on this.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> so wait, what, what's your what's the beef with tiles versus cards? I guess is what I'm wondering. Uh, there's
1: probably no beef. I just okay. That's just what I said at that moment. So. That's what we're sticking with.
0: He says things just to be annoying to me. Like, that's really it. That's basically what this show consists of. It's me saying something that's logical and makes sense. And then Jason just arbitrarily being annoying about it to me so that I get riled up and look like a crazy person when he is the crazy person.
2: Sure, I get it. I get it. I'm I've been married ten years. My wife would say the
0: exact same thing.
1: But the beautiful thing is I edit this podcast, so I'm gonna edit that whole thing that she just said about me riling her up out, and no one's ever gonna know.
0: You know the truth, Tim. You know the truth. I do, I do. I can't be silenced. That's right. I'm uh, a stayed away. I've had fifteen years of this.
1: <sighs> Alright, so yeah, streets sounds <laughs> cool. Like Santa Monica, but not as good. Alright. So that was cool.
0: You don't know that it's not as good. It's not as good.
1: I don't know that, but it's not as good. All right, let's move on to something that is as good, and that will be the games that we played. All right, so in this segment, usually Katie and I bring three games, but since Tim is on, Katie and I are going to jointly talk about two, and Tim will talk about two. So you're going to get a bonus game this week. I feel like we
0: should let Tim talk first, because we've been talking for a long
1: time. Yeah, let's do that. So Tim, go ahead and hit, hit your first one
2: it's fine it's fine you guys will hate my first one anyways and that's fine i'm okay with that me <laughs> occupying my little corner here of miniatures and territory control uh i played mezzo by colossal and uh it is like an aztec themed territory control game everybody's got like a god and you are like put they do different things right so you think jason explains games poorly here's my go uh, you know, you put your god out and then you're assigning, you know, warriors and shamans and then you're you have like a conflict round and you're resolving all of that. and Your guys either die or they get exiled, blah, 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 blah. You guys ever play a game that you're like really excited about, but the rule book is so terrible and then you're really frustrated. And then you find out later when you download like a, a, a con- condensed rules like off of BGG that you played the game completely wrong.
0: <laughs> that sucks.
2: That is what happened. I was really sour, and it's like, I really want to play mezzo again the right way, but I'm really mad at mezzo, and I don't want to play it right now, so I'm <laughs> kind of like right in the middle.
0: <laughs> the miniatures on this look insane for the different Mayan like gods that they use.
2: Yes, yes. they are, The miniatures are amazing. They're so good. I wish I could paint, but I can't, so I just put like this little wash on them so they... Look a little glossy and like got a little bit of shading, but that's all I can do. I have no skills whatsoever. Yeah,
0: that dragon one's really cool, and the one holding the ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. These miniatures look so good.
0: Oh my gosh. Jason, (laughs) why why do you have to talk? Like, why?
2: (laughs) I don't believe you, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have. I have looked. At,
1: I I've watched some videos on this game. The miniatures do look cool. I think miniatures look fine. I just don't want to play with them. Like I appreciate the sculpting and the whatever you do to make the miniature look the way it does. I appreciate that. I just don't want them in my game.
2: Sure, sure, yeah. So you guys, I will just say, stay away from Mezzo. It's territory control with fantastic miniatures, but find the rules elsewhere. Do not rely on on their rule book to teach you how to play the game because it will go horribly wrong
0: yeah so because i'm trying nice. to understand like how the game plays because so each does each like mayan god that you control and its followers do they have like different ways of moving or
2: yes yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting One one of the neat things that mezzo does is that the board is divided up into different territories Mm -hmm. And there's uh, intersections basically where the territories touch and the gods can only go in those spots. And then they only affect the territories that they're touching. And so when you, you have to move your God every turn or every round or whatever. And when you move him, he does an ability and each one is, they're all asymmetrical. So they kind of help, should help you like define your strategy, like the way you're going to try to play and win the Mm -hmm. game. So some gods will like give you, uh, might let you put warriors out on the board, and some gods might let you put your shamans on the board. Some gods let you bring guys back from the dead and put them on the board. So, so it, it's all really unique and interesting. There's there's no dice, uh, which is different than some of the other territory control games that I do play. There's not even any any cards, right? There's no real hidden information, so it's it's really interesting.
1: Hmm. So you resolve combat without cards or dice.
2: Yeah. So basically, you um, you play you. I guess you play a card. You pick a card that has three actions on it, and you're going to choose which of those three actions you're going to take. Uh, and every all the uh, each god has. It's sort of like Concordia, you know. You've got your bun- a bunch of cards to choose from, except <laughs> in Mezzo, you just draw your top three. You pick one of those, and then you put the other two back down, and then each and then in the following rounds, you're just drawing the cards that you haven't played yet. And then you can do those actions in, in whatever order you want. And then that will affect the state of the board. And then when com- basically once everybody's done that, you just see who has the most power or con- you know influence in a region. And you're like, okay, they win. And then resolve accordingly. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool.
0: So as of right now, you don't like it or you are still wanting to like it, but you need to spend some time apart before you can try it again.
2: I think that's that's where I'm at. I think I I really like it. I like how different and unique it is compared to some of the other games I have on my shelf. I just need to take a minute, take a breath, <laughs> <laughs> stop being mad at it. And and now that I have the good rules printed out, because I did it, like as soon as the we were done playing games, I went right to BGG. And I'm like, I've got to have something better. And uh, I read them, and then I'm like, man, now I want to play again. But it's like, wait a minute. No, I don't. I'm really mad. <laughs> it's
0: a very adult so, response, Tim. I appreciate it. I'm,
2: I'm working on it. I see it, You know, I talk to a therapist. It's, we work through our issues.
0: Because <laughs> I would just throw it out and say, forget you. I'm never touching you again. I don't care. The rules are screwed up.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to send it to Jason let him play with it.
1: <laughs> hey, I've, I've probably played games that have worse rules than that. I'm... Like a hundred percent sure. <laughs> we'll
2: see. I've got one game that I've never even played because I have not been able to figure out the rules. But that's a story for a different time. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible.
0: That's a whole podcast about oh. games we don't know even know if we're playing right because the rules are so bad. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. You ain't kidding.
1: All right. So uh the first game that Katie and I will talk about is a game that I just did a video for maybe a week ago by the time this airs, and that is Arkwright the Card Game from Game Brewer. Okay, now first off up at the top here, let me tell you, this is not a card game. I don't know what they're trying to pull here, but this is a, a miniature-sized version of Arkwright that happens to have cards in it. So <laughs> now that that's out of the way, um, let's talk no, wait, about this
2: game. Would it be game. better if it
1: had tiles? I'm just wondering. I'm asking know. for a friend. Well, they'd, <laughs> there were tiles, too. Tiles, were tiles and cards. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It, it just I was expecting like a card game, you know, like, I don't know, games that have cards, more than like 20 of them. So, I, I don't know. That kind of messed with my head a little bit. But Anyway, what this game is, if you didn't watch the video or you don't watch my videos because I suck. Uh, I don't this watch is, uh, them. Yeah, you don't watch them, I know. But you played the game, so you know what it is. <laughs> so, this is a smaller version of Arkwright where you're running, you're building some factories, you're putting employees to those factories, and you're trying to produce goods at a better price than what it takes you to run your factory um, there's going to be some stock buying you're going to try to buy cheap and then make your value go up as the game goes on so you can have the most stocks at the highest value that's how you win the game um, that's the gist of it there's a bunch of convoluted rules in there about how, what you have to do when you build a factory when you upgrade a factory what you can do in round one round two round three only certain factories fire off at certain rounds in the decade and Yeah, if you played Arkwright, it's kind of the same deal, but this is a smaller. So, Katie, what did you think about Arkwright, the card game?
0: It was boring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but how'd you really feel?
0: (laughs) I mean, I won, so I can't, like, hate it because I always like a game better if I win it, but... It was kind of boring, and I can't imagine playing the regular board game because there is a lot of like moving pieces within this, which I do appreciate. But in the end, it's stock market kind of stuff. Yes, you probably should buy more stock at the beginning because it's cheaper, but, but you, you don't, don't have any money yeah, at the beginning. You don't have any money, yeah. So it's like not; it's just not possible. And you can build up to four factories, but there's no way you'd actually be successful and profitable at four because you just can't maintenance that and pay for the upkeep. So I only built two factories, which I think helped me. Jason tried to go for three because he got greedy and it didn't work out. Um, but, it, I mean, it was fine. I would play it again, but it, it, it was boring. Like, it's... I mean I think I think if you enjoy stock games or things like like huge games, financial games like City of the Big Ch- Shoulders or whatever, and you were like, How do I take this to a level that other people could possibly enjoy that do not want to get into all this number crunching, something like this would be that kind of a step. Um but yeah. otherwise
1: kinda. So. I think kind kinda. of. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I still can't get over that the
2: card game version of a board game is that massive. I did watch the video, Jason. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Brown Uh, noser. I I know, right? Well, how do you think I got on this show?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jason's fickle favorite is Tim.
2: (laughs) But I can't believe what a table hog. It's like if you Mm -hmm. open up Istanbul, the dice game, you expect a dice game, right? So if you get the card version of a uh, of a board game you think oh it's going to be like three decks of cards maybe just two decks of cards right and and you play a 15 20 minute version of something but no i was i was shocked
1: yeah i would have loved that that's what i was expecting it to be i mean yes i like that that player board that came with it that's cool but that's not a card game and all you that like- all that stuff you saw on the table is in like a bonanza size box they shoved <laughs> all that stuff in a bonanza-sized box. Did
2: you get, like, a Mary Poppins bag where, like, you know, just more and more stuff is coming out? Is
1: <laughs> That's what it felt like, yes.
0: <laughs> I was like, wait, these cards are mine, too? Well And these tiles over here, too? And if I want to, I could build these tiles over here? Okay, and what yeah. about those cards over there? Oh, those are cards we're going to use, too? And this track in front of us and this board in front of me? Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It was a fun game. I don't know if I have any desire to play it again, but I did play it. I made a video, so we're talking about it. So that's what we have. Arkwright, the card game. So, uh, Tim, what do you have next?
2: I, uh, okay, I played a real card game.
0: <laughs> right. Uh,
2: it, is, it is frowned upon by uh, the purists in, in, the, uh, in our gaming hobby, but I don't care. It is always a guilty pleasure for me to play uh, any of the DC Deck Builder Uh, versions. Uh, The newest version is the uh, DC deck builder Dark Knight's Metal by Cryptozoic. And this one isn't like all the other ones. All the other ones, it's basically like, you know, you play cards from your hand, they give you power, you use that to either defeat the supervillain or you buy cards to add to your deck, right? Like a normal deck builder. Uh, In Dark Knight's Metal, there's like a weird kind of push your luck aspect to it because you're going to Every time you beat a villain, you're going to get these cards called weakness cards. And they're in the other games, but in this version, they do something different. If you have them in your hand when you start, if you have too many of them, you can lose your hand and your hero, which gives you like an asymmetric ability. And then you lose your turn and it stinks, but you you then get like a new hero and then you can kind of like keep going. And it's a really, for me, it's a really fun twist on a game that I already like because it adds like a whole new mechanic to it and i'm a comic book nerd anyways so i play dc i play marvel legendary i play a bunch of the legendaries but i uh you know and i love deck builders deck building is i know i always talk about games with minis and stuff but like a deck building game is almost always going to get a chance for me i am really big on deck builders so i had a i had a really positive experience happy to have it Look forward to playing it again. I'm not mad at it, so that's good. That's good. Even though I did get my butt kicked, so but you know that's okay.
1: So, what's the metal? Are there like metal cards? I know that sounds like a dumb question, but what what's the metal? No, it
2: is not a dumb part. question. They so e- in the game, there are uh, each card has like a type, right? So, your starting cards are called starter cards, and then there's like equipment and superpowers and superheroes and villains. So metal is not only like a subclass so it can be like an equipment and also a metal but all of the metal cards that are in the in the game are like foil so they're really cool looking too so you already want to just get the foil cards you know because they're metal they look awesome and and some of the uh player powers or different cards will trigger off of different effects right so like You might get extra power if you play another hero, but if you played a metal, you know, card also, there's more power, you know, so there's, you're building combos and and you can pull off some pretty good stuff with it. So, yes, there are metal, you know, foil cards in it as well. So a gimmick, but I like it.
0: Well, also part of it is it's based on the, the comic book series, Dark Knight's Metal.
2: So yes, we're, that's where you yeah, get and it's really, the
0: name metal, yes. but it, it, it is nice. I think that they included that foil piece to it. Cause I think that's really cool. And if you care about theme, Jason, um, these evil <laughs> Batman were summoned by metals. So that's how like the whole metal thing is incorporated into the storyline.
2: You're a nerd. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> And I believe that she just knew that without looking it up. I bet she just Stay. already
1: knew. Oh, I'm positive that she did. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I know some stuff. I didn't know that thing, but I do know some stuff.
1: So yeah, our, our new hotness buddy brought this game over one of the game nights, and we didn't get to it because I wanted to play not a card game, but... Sure. The box did look cool, and like I saw some like foil stuff on the back of the box or something. It looked kind of neat. So this is one I do want to try because I've never played the DC deck building game, and I like deck builders enough. And this one seems kind of interesting. So
2: it it's this. I use DC. It's sort of like a palate cleanser for me. It's light. You know, I can play it without uh, burning my brain up too much. I usually and. yeah, it's, it's one of the easier deck builders, like Ascension's pretty easy. DC's kind of on that level. Setup and Teardown is really fast, so I love it.
0: So it's like, would you play this over like Marvel Legendary, or is it like just a different type? Because I mean, it's you got to have the big different. Marvel-DC battle.
2: Right. Well, I've got a ton of the Marvel Legendary stuff. The problem with Marvel Legendary is the setup can take a little while. Yeah. And, and you got to like build all these different little decks. And when you play, it's really great. And it's a, it's a much more thematic uh, experience than DC. Yes. DC is really just theme pace it on. I'm fine with that. I can, I sleep well at night knowing that <laughs> uh, doesn't bother me. Uh, so you do get more theme out of Marvel. Marvel's a lot more, uh, a lot crunchier, but mm-hmm. I'm good. To, I'm happy to play either one. But if I'm just trying to like bang out a game in like a half hour, 45 minutes, even with teaching, I will throw DC down on the table Mm. and and knock something out pretty quick.
0: Yeah, because I love, I love deck builders. So I've always wanted to play this one, but I played a lot of Marvel Legendary because in general, I like the Marvel Universe better than the DC one, but I'm willing to give it a try for sure. Right on.
1: All right, Katie, you can lead us into this next one.
0: Okay, uh, this has been heavily foreshadowed, but another game <laughs> <What>? that we <laughs> we played was Santa Monica. And actually, Jason picked this up. I encouraged him to buy it as a birthday present um, this past weekend, since he celebrated his birthday on Monday, on Labor Day this week. Uh, and so Santa Monica is very similar to the game Streets that I was talking about that's on Kickstarter, where there are cards that you are drafting and playing in front of you because you're kind of creating your own boardwalk and you start with kind of a central peer that gives you um, a goal <clears throat> for the game to get points. And, but that's only one way that you get points. So you're drafting these cards that um, can give you sand dollars, which are currency that allow you to do kind of these special actions. You are Um, drafting cards that give you different types of like tourists or locals um, that then can go on certain like certain space, like little circles on with our activities on different cards that if you have maybe two tourists there um, you can get three points. Um, And then there are other cards that have powers that, Oh, if you chain so many of a certain type of card together, you're going to get points for that. And then there's like a set of like overall goals for everyone that will allow you to gain points um, through the game. And you're playing until everyone has drafted 14 cards into their boardwalk. It's so cute. Like, the artwork is so cute. The little meeples are really cute. Um, All the little cards are different. There's little weddings on the beach, and there's volleyball games, and... um,
1: Flying a kite. Flying
0: kite, parking lot, sunbathing, all these kind of little fun little beachy activities. It felt like really... It was like if the Beach Boys made Takedo, it would feel like Santa Monica.
1: (laughs) That's a good description, actually. But this game is a lot deeper than Takedo is, like, as a general rule.
0: Uh, Yeah, just because there's a lot of different scoring options, I guess. But it felt so relaxing to me. That's that's what it reminded me of. So that was Santa Monica. I I assume that you did like it, Jace.
1: Oh, yeah. I played it twice. Uh, I played it on the frozen two party and then we played it i think the next day or the day after and yeah i, I lost both times no surprise there but yeah there's a bunch of different variety because you can get different goal cards out you can get different sand dollar powers that are going to give you special abilities throughout the game different cards are going to come out in different orders um you're going to have a different peer that you can play so yeah the game is going to play similarly but you're going to have different stuff that you're trying to focus on in the game. And I, I liked it. I like drafting cards from like a tableau and building a tableau in front of me. And I like the extra special ability of the food truck and the, the foodie that it will give you extra money or extra movement so you can get those stupid people where they need to go. Um, so yeah, I, I really do like this one. Glad that we have it. Glad you encouraged me to pick it up. And can't wait to play it again.
2: This sounds really cool, guys. I had never even heard of Santa Monica until (gasps) I started seeing it pop up. I know, blaspheme.
1: (laughs) It's it's so good. Like if you like drafting games at all and you just like really nice artwork, but with like it's not a heavy game by any stretch of the imagination, but it has some cool strategy and decisions that you can make throughout the game. It's really good. It's really
2: good. Right on, right on.
0: Yeah, I like it because I like engine builders and while you're not building an engine, like I'm always trying to figure out how can I maximize my points with these cards. So, I had two cards that actually gave the same bonus, so I just started layering the same types of cards next to each other to really oh, like yes. build up my points. So, I think there's like a thinkiness to it that's fun, but it's also still this lighthearted beach scene with like the fun little wooden meeples. So, yeah, you should definitely check it out, man. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really good. <laughs> Okay, so for this special episode, unprecedented, Tim joining us as a guest. We wanted to talk about games that surprised us, but games that surprise us in a good way. Not like when you bite into a cookie and you think it's chocolate chip and it turns out to be raisin. Oh, Not like a, that.
1: That's a good surprise. That what? That's a horrible surprise. I love <laughs> raisin cookies.
0: You're, what is wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. See? See the one I'm dealing with, Tim? Now it's out there for everybody. Everybody knows.
2: You're, you're up for sainthood. Because I like <laughs> raisin cookies. That makes me, like, evil. That basically makes you a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Lizard
0: people. That's what it is. Uh,
2: I think Eric Lang tweeted about you.
1: That's probably true. I, I, better, go, I better go delete that.
0: <laughs> so... This is a good surprise. Like, oh, you thought there was no more cookies in the jar, but you find one and it has lots of chocolate chips and you're very excited. Like, this is a good surprise. Um, And so for me, when I was choosing games, I thought about games that someone brought out or I saw at first and I was like, ugh, and turned my nose up at because I thought, this is not going to be good. And then I played it and I was like, that was really good. So we each picked two because we're trying not to make a two-hour podcast. Uh, so I think Jason is first on the list.
1: All right. So my first game is a new... That's a newer game that New Hotness Buddy brought over. And this is a flicking and writing game. So Whoa. you're you're flicking discs and then you're writing things. And this is called Sonora. And this is from Pandasaurus. And essentially what you're doing here, you got like this little mini Crokinole bowl where bowl crokinole board where you're taking these little discs you have discs that have five different numbers and what you're trying to do is you're trying to flick this disc into either the middle which will let you pick the region there's four different regions that you want to write the number on to try to get some of the bonuses of that region or you're trying to get it into a specific region the region will let you put that number over on that part of the board to try to keep growing that section of the board to score the most points in each region, there's also some bonus sections that will relate back to a different um, section of the board. So maybe I'll flip it to the top left section, but I'll get in the little bonus section of the bottom right. So I get a right in the bottom right section, even though I'm in the top left. Sounds convoluted, and it kind of is. And really, the flicking could just be a dice a die roll, but the flicking was kind of enjoyable. And the roll and write part was actually fun because there was a lot more strategy there than just, hey, I landed here, go right Because you get to kind of pick what you're doing. You're going to get some special powers that you can use throughout the game to try to maximize your score. So, Sonora I wanted to put on here because it's two things that I don't really like. I don't like flicking. I don't really like roll and rights. But I was surprised by this game, and I would play this again. So, that's Sonora from Pandasaurus.
2: I was really skeptical about this when I saw it uh, come out because they announced it. Wasn't this part of their, like, Gen Con announcements or release Uh,
1: i'm not sure i don't i i have no idea i was so not interested in it that i never paid attention to it (laughs) so (laughs) it could be
2: yeah i don't know i was i do like flicking games i don't love rolling rights all the time but uh yeah and then after kind of i think i chatted with you about it a little bit and you're like oh it's actually kind of interesting And i was like okay well maybe i gotta look at it
0: yeah, I'm not gonna look at it or play it, and I didn't. I didn't play it when Jason played it because I hate flicking games. I hate them so so much. All dexterity <laughs> games, I hate them. But I actually kind of like roll and write games. I think that I'm like snooty and think I'm better than them and don't like them. But all the ones I've played, I like. But I will not play this one. Yeah, you so it can you, surprise Jason, but not me.
1: You would really hate the flicking part. I'm like a hundred percent sure.
2: <laughs> but it it is good. As I, am I. I,
1: I do a lot, I do like it.
2: I just want to be a fly on the wall and watch Katie try to play it, so that I can (laughs) hear like all the unedited swear words as she, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's lots of like bleeping and like table flipping. Like I just, I can't handle Uh, it. We played some. Oh, what game was that? We played some stupid. uh, That one dungeon terrible game where you like dump stuff. Dungeon fighter.
1: Oh no! No dungeon drop. Yes. From game right.
0: of course, my special power was, oh, you can flick a gem at some other one. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It was the worst. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> all right. So that's all I got. Oh. That's the only thing that uh, the first one I'm going to talk about. So, Tim, you go ahead and hit us with a game that surprised you.
2: All right. So let me just preface this. I am a child of the late 70s. So I'm kind of like by default a Gen Xer, which then makes me want to hate things that everybody else likes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so <laughs> when when, uh, when Dinosaur Island first came out from the first Kickstarter, I was like, what is up with this? The art's ugly. I did not like the Jurassic World. So I just had like arms crossed, frowny face... <laughs> And I had a friend and the second Kickstarter was going. Right. And then I had a friend that was like, hey, let's play Dinosaur Island. And I'm like, OK, fine, because I'm not the guy to say no. Like, I usually will just play whatever and stuff. And so they, they wanted to, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see it, but I didn't really want to admit that I wanted to see it. <laughs> so I played it and I'm like, oh, no, wait, this game's really good. Like, and then I went and looked at the Kickstarter and I found that the second wave of Kickstarter with the expansion was really confusing. And then I got all mad at it again. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, this game's really good. I sound like a temperamental child on this podcast <laughs> I realized.
0: That's what Which I was thinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just, I love, I ended up just kind of loving everything about Dinosaur Island. I love the art. I love like the chunky dice. I love the dual layered boards. I like the way that it breaks down all of your turns. I've just totally come completely around onto Dinosaur Island, and I absolutely love it. So that was a game that I was surprised by.
1: Yeah, the thing, well, actually one of my favorite things about this game is how easy it is to teach. Because you can break it down into all five phases, or however many phases there are, I think there's five. And you can say, hey, here's what phase one does, then we'll go to phase two. Hey, here's how we're going to teach phase two. And then you just keep going on, It's, it's really nice.
2: It's really brilliant, yeah. It's really well designed. It's I really I have a good time every time I play it.
0: Oh yeah, like and for us, it was totally opposite because we were all in. As a kid, I grew up playing like we we would act out Jurassic Park on the playground. Like we are uh, oh, obviously. Nice. I'm, I mean, the nerd, the nerd is high. We all know this. Um, and so when you're like, oh my gosh, it's a Jurassic Park themed game. That's awesome. And I can't believe you didn't like Jurassic World. That movie is so good.
2: Agree to disagree? Can we still be friends?
0: <laughs> we can. We
2: can.
1: You can put a dinosaur in any movie and I will love it.
2: <laughs> Listen, I it, it is fine for a popcorn movie, but it wasn't like like Jurassic Park. The original Jurassic Park is so good. It's amazing. It's so satisfying. Yes. And I absol- I love it always, always. And Jurassic World is probably the best of the sequels. But uh, was not, like, really excited when I walked out of the theater after that one. I mean, I I didn't walk out of the theater. I mean, when I left the theater. (laughs) Let
0: me be clear. I'm not that much
2: of a child. (laughs) I'm
0: leaving. (laughs) But, yeah, this is such a good game. I really like it. It it has that feel of a really heavy game because you're managing so many different things. But I feel like it makes it, the way it's broken down makes it so much more palatable and it, it kind easy to of follow. tricks
2: you it, it tricks you into playing like a relatively complex game by yeah m- making it so easy to learn
0: yeah i agree good choice i'm so glad you yeah. like it
2: i love it i absolutely love it
0: all right so a game that surprised me um is blackout hong kong and this um is from Egertspiel. and normally i am all in on anything from eggerspiel because, I mean, I'm married to Jason, and we have lots of <laughs> those kind of games <laughs> on our shelves.
1: No, not those kind of games. You meant to say awesome games is what you meant to say. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking ugly artwork, nobles, <laughs> trading in the Mediterranean, so but awesome. yes.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Awesome.
0: Um, but I think you and Joel were talking about it. And Joel and I have been friends for longer than actually I've known Jason, but... Sometimes when Joel likes a game, I automatically don't want to like it just because I'm a contrarian <laughs> to him cuz I just like to irritate him too. That's another thing. I can so. dig that um and i'm like he loves this game i don't know joe likes some games that i think are questionable so i was like Argh. and then jason's like oh yeah it's so good and he got it and i was like why did you get this come on and they're talking about how the board was so dark and i'm like great because like we discussed last week i like beautiful pretty like asian themed artwork that's this what is, this games. is this is
1: asian themed
0: it, it is, but it's not what I would there's not a cherry blossom anywhere. That's I can't see true. Mount Fuji. That's true. <laughs> but we played it, and I was like, I like this. Like it there was some really great decisions you had to make, and you want to get certain your characters out so you can like build up these. I get, I can't explain how the game plays very well because I'm terrible at explaining this game because I've only played it like maybe that one, one or two times. Um, But it was really engaging and it had a lot of good decisions. Like you'd expect from an Eggerspiel game. Um, Yeah. The artwork wasn't great, but um, and there was kind of, I don't want to say an area control element, but where you're like putting things out on that board, the central board. I didn't love that part, but it was way better than I thought. Like, I was really pleasantly surprised. Like, I would definitely play it again, even if even though it's ugly still. It, it was a good game.
1: Yeah, I've played this a lot, too, solo, because the solo version is pretty good. It's basically the, the normal version, but you're, like, the solo guy is, like, taking some cards away and making it harder. So, yeah, I, I really like this game a lot. Tim, have you played this?
2: I have not, but I've been really curious about it for, like, a long time. Actually... Uh, not to blow smoke, but I, uh, I heard you guys talk about it. And at first I was like, oh no, the, the board's too dark, you know, and stuff like that. And you kind of were like back and forth on if you liked it originally. But then like the more that I saw, you know, of it and heard about it, it's like, man, I just, I just need to play that.
0: Yeah, the way that Joel and Jason made it seem like the board was so dark that, like, you couldn't see what you were doing or something, and I thought... Yeah, they made it... Yeah, exactly. I I don't feel like that's the case at all. Like, I I didn't really notice that at all.
1: I didn't think I sold it like that, but maybe I did. You did. It's it's just (laughs) black with colored dots on the top of it. (laughs) I mean, that's all it is.
0: It's like a space game, almost. (laughs) Like, that's... Oh, no.
2: It does... Yeah. Katie, you're on the verge of ruining it for yourself. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> that's true. I don't want to go there. I can't go there to space. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my pick. Blackout Hong Kong. I liked it.
1: All right. So the next pick that I'm going to talk about, and the last one I'm going to talk about, is from a company called Evil Hat. They do a ton of RPGs, but this is not one of them. This is a worker placement deck building game. Yeah. Kind Kind of. And it's called Don't Turn Your Back, which is based on an RPG that has some name kind of like that. I don't know what it is, and I don't care. But this game, uh, you have some some starting cards, like a, every deck builder, and you have your own personal market that only you can buy from. And what you're doing throughout this game is you're using these cards to put them out on a central board to, I don't know, maybe be able to have buying power to buy other cards, to go to the high school to get some reputation so you can score some points. You're going to be eventually putting some of your your workers or your people in plaster or something like that. Carbonite something. Wax. Oh yeah. Wax. That's right.
0: Yeah. Wax. (laughs) It's like a scary movie theme, buddy. One or the other, but I don't
2: know which.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you put them in wax to score in game points. Uh, It's, it's just a really interesting and different game with a really terrible, like B movie horror theme. And this was Mm -hmm. another game. Our new hotness buddy brought over. I looked at the box. It looks like those flying frog, like real people dressed up in costumes oh, type no. box. Yeah, it looked awful.
2: Red flag. <laughs> yeah,
1: it looked terrible. But then he's like, "Hey, this is really good," and I haven't gotten to play it. I was like, "Fine, whatever," because I'm kind of like you. I'll play anything almost one time, but right, right. So, you know. So I, we gave it a shot, and it turns out this is a really fun game. It's not super long. It it's easy to play. It's easy to understand. Uh, Iconography is good, and it was. A surprise, hence the reason it's on this list. So that
2: is, don't turn your back from evil hat. I think I'm gonna have to look that up because that does sound interesting. Now I had never heard of it, uh, but now I'm like really intrigued.
0: Yeah, we hadn't heard of it either. It's based uh, the role playing game is called Don't Rest Your Head, uh, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like super creepy, where like. Um, Everyone has insomnia or something, but if you fall asleep, like, horrible things happen, like, in your dreams or whatever. It's super creepy, which I don't like because I am such a chicken. And the artwork is, like, grotesque looking, and I thought, oh, no. And I am not the person that will play whatever. <laughs> I'm the one that's going to pitch a fit about it. But Chris, always our new hottest buddy, always makes me play these games that he's like, it's good, I'm telling you. I know you turn your nose up at it. You should try it. And I so was you mean really... you won't
2: play my space-themed horror flicking game then?
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely oh. not. Tim. <laughs> no. You know better. <laughs> just, Don't just even bring it. it to me. <laughs> but this, like, I love deck building, so I'm like, okay, fine. And it really is, there's like a central board that you're sharing, and there's these different places that you can go to get points. And you're playing your cards, and... Um, you know your your different cards have different abilities I don't, is there like a numbered hierarchy on there is that how you decide what goes where
1: uh, they I have sh- they have sections of the board on the card where you can play them.
0: Oh, yeah. And then numbers. So you when you draw your hand, some of your cards can only go in certain sections, but those can get filled up. And you're trying to say, okay, well, where can I go to make points? Like, am I going to kind of block somebody else out? Like, it is really thinky. And despite being ugly and disgusting, and I wish it'd be rethemed, it's like a really good game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's super good.
0: I don't know how hard it is to find, though. I don't know.
2: I'll have to look it up.
1: Yeah. So I, I think, uh, yeah, it's on BGG. I think you can find it. But I know, uh, Tim, that Dan was mentioning that he liked worker placement deck builders. Yes. So maybe this is one that he should check out if this, he's into that.
2: I know. And you know what's funny is whenever he talks about that, I always forget to bring this one up because I I don't know how to classify this game, but I think you just did. So early on in like my gaming hobby... I, I did play like a lot of tabletop miniatures games like Warhammer. I played Magic the Gathering and then I stopped playing those things because I couldn't paint miniatures and I wanted to stop spending money all the time on magic cards. <laughs> I right. didn't realize that I would then just spend money all the time on board games. But uh, <laughs> so I looked at this box and my sister was like, oh, you will love this game. It's so good. And I look at the box and I'm like, no, this game looks awful. And it's Concordia. Concordia has some of the worst box art I've ever seen. I mean, I think by default, it should be considered an Spiel game, right? <laughs> yes. Just because of that. But it's actually, what, Rio Grande, I think? Mm-hmm. So Concordia is like, what, trading in the Mediterranean? It's deck building, there's worker placement, there's uh, some sneaky area control in there as well, resource management. I mean, it's got like a little bit of everything. And when I like, it's like my eyes opened up when I started playing this game and I'm like, wow, this game is so cool. There's so many neat aspects to this game and it was so satisfying. And I just, I went from like not wanting to play this at all because the box is like a woman with grapes. I don't even remember. It's not good. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not great. And, and it, you know, you open it up and you got this awesome map of like the Mediterranean, you know, and there's, uh, and, there, and, and you got all the cities and you're and you got all this really great wooden bits, and then the cards are really well themed, and there's like Latin on there, you know, in the bottom, and you're, so you got that set collection going on with the uh, with the deck building. I just, Concordia is like, depending on the day you ask me, it's like my one or two favorite game of all time. Wow. Nice. Considering a guy that loves hunks of plastic on a game, you know, <laughs> on, a, on a board and, and chucking dice, yeah, Concordia, it's, it just, it blew me away and I love it. And I get excited every time I get a chance to play it. So,
1: yeah, this is actually one that I don't think we played till this year, maybe. Last year?
0: Probably. I think last year, maybe.
1: And I, I mean, I wasn't turned off of it because of the box, because like, I could care less about that. But
0: <laughs> right. I, I was turned off of it by the box. <laughs> I, I just didn't.
1: Yeah, I didn't know anybody that had it. I didn't know much about it. But then I played uh, Transatlantic which is like the Matt Gertz, like follow up to this same kind of deal, but a terrible, it's a worse game. And then, so after playing that mechanism of picking cards up, playing cards and all that mess, I went and picked up Concordia and it's, yeah, it's amazing. So I'm wet there with you. It may not be my number one or two, but it's definitely a solid game.
2: It, it just does so many things so well. And I haven't even played with the expansions like Venus or Salsa or, or, or I forget what the other, one. there's another one I think now, but, and I will probably eventually get them, but it's, it's just that there's, again, it's like, it's relatively easy to teach and explain. Uh, It doesn't overstay its welcome. Like in my experience, I haven't had like really way too long of a game of Concordia to happen. It usually goes pretty brisk. And, you know, like there's that deck building. I like deck building. There's a little bit of area control. I really like that. Uh, But sort of that resource management and like, plotting how you're going to move around uh the map and everything and building everything up. I just I love it.
0: Yeah, it is so great. Like we just played this maybe a couple weeks ago cuz we have the Salt, salt expand yeah. expansion. Yeah. Salsa, which is uh, it's really fun like once we got it and actually played it, we're like, "This is totally our kind of game." I did have a game of it that lasted too long, um, but I was playing with a lot of people that had some serious AP. And oh, I can't handle that.
2: I yell, I call people out. I'm like, "All right, come on, move it up." Well, the game.
0: what killed me is that I was—they were teaching it to me, and it was t- their turns were taking longer <laughs> than mine. I'm like, "What is happening?"
1: Katie's too nice to call people out, so that won't happen.
0: Which doesn't, well, doesn't I call my
2: friends out. I don't call out strangers. But if it's not like a tournament setting, it's like come on.
0: Like I'd like to play something else today.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm with you. I I am with
0: you. I, I sometimes call people. I don't I am not people don't think I'm nice on this podcast cuz I'm always yelling at you cuz you're saying crazy <laughs> stuff. So people think that I'm actually mean and would tell people That's to true. move along with their turn. But I didn't know these people well. Otherwise, yeah, I probably would have said, "Today, Junior, like pick right, something." Right.
2: Don't worry, I'll stomp my feet and storm out and then come back in. I'm not mad anymore. So, like, I've established myself as that character. You know, you've, you've got your role. We're good.
0: We all have our parts to play. That's
2: right. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm glad you like it. That is a good game. Um, and, and I was surprised, too, because I thought the box art was hideous. And actually, this is one that Joel talked to us about. And I was like, oh, here we go. It's another one that Joel wrote. Oh. <laughs> but it was good. He was right.
2: Oh. It's on, it's on record hate. now.
0: I know. I hate to admit that.
2: <laughs>
0: so my last game was surprising because it's kind of space themed and it's cooperative. And ugh, I don't like that. Either it has those an really app well. too. It, and it has an app, which I'm super old school. Like I want to do everything pencil and paper. Um, but when we played rising five, which is by Gray Fox, I think rising five runes of Astros is the full name or whatever. I was so surprised by how fun it was and I really liked it. Um, it's, so you're trying to determine these different runes and do you need to get them in the right order? No, you just need to figure out which rune goes in which place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You got to get them in the right order. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But you're also like fighting baddies to get the chance to like get hints to figure out where the runes need to be. And you're moving these different characters around. And it's interesting because it's not like, oh, I have a character that I solely move around and you have yours but we, you have a handful of cards that have all the different characters on them, well, depending on your draw. And so you can move any of the characters, and they each have a special power and ability. Um, so there's a lot of different things going on. It's not just like a basic deduction, you know, cooperative kind of thing, where here you have five action points, blah, blah, blah. It's a little bit more than that. And I, I kind of like that intersection, despite the kind of rando theme. Um, everyone tells me that it's pretty much like a, a newer version of mastermind which i have never played um so i like it for what it is and that's rising five
2: i've never played it but it looks cool to me but i like co-ops and i don't mind space there yeah. you go i
1: mean <laughs> it, it is a co-op it's a fair it's an easier co-op like it's not going to slap you around like black orchestra or you know I don't sure. play a ton of co-op, sure. so Black Orchestra.
2: Uh, <laughs> the Robinson, one we play, Robinson you know, Crusoe.
1: One. Robinson Crusoe. I do know we do have oh, that one.
2: That's so brutal.
1: But yeah, if you if you played Mastermind and you like apps, you like space. Um, it's a pretty fun game. Like I I enjoy it too, which I don't care about space as much as Katie. But apps I don't really love in games, but I do like Mastermind and I hate co-op. So I really like this one.
0: Yeah, I think it's really family friendly too. Like, it's easy to really, you can discuss and work together really well on this. Um, so, I think it can kind of bring all different kinds of people at all different levels together to play it, which I also think is another bonus for it.
2: Yeah. Accessibility is really big, right? Like, depending yeah. on your, there's there are a lot of times where, like, I'm looking for games that will fit, like, multiple niches in my game group, right? You know, yeah. so it's like, oh, I can get this played because. You know, they don't like these kind, but they'll play this, you know, so. Right. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. So those are the games that surprised us in a good way. Well, I'm sure there are some, there are a couple others that surprised me, but we talk about those games all the time, like Gambler. I mean.
2: I think that surprised everyone, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but we would love to know what you, the riveted what game surprised you? Because hopefully, maybe maybe we'll share the same kind of sentiment. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play that game. That game looks dumb. And you said, I thought so, too, but it was great. That kind of testimonial is really um, winning for me. So find us on Facebook. Let us know what you think. What what kind of games surprise you in a good way? If you aren't part of the Riveted community, you'd need to join our Facebook group. Hashtag the Riveted. Everyone's so great in there. Um discussing games, share what you thought about the podcast. Definitely drop in this week and tell Tim what awesome job he did putting up with me and Jason. Whoop,
2: whoop. Or, or I would say the other way around, but yes. <laughs> no,
1: you're definitely putting up with us.
2: <laughs> For real. And, you know, you guys create an awesome uh, environment in the Riveted, right? Like everybody's able to have the games they love. We always have a really good back and forth conversation about, you know what's on everybody's table and and everything and everybody's so nice it's really awesome i love it it's like a nice warm safe place to go and talk about games
0: i totally agree and we love have i i love having the diversity of people who are like really into the card games or or into mini games or into space games like i don't know what's wrong with you but good for you like (laughs) i i love seeing all those varieties popping up Uh. and and expanding horizons because you know i've played some games that are space games that aren't too terrible that surprised me a little bit so um yeah please come and talk to us in the community um twitter instagram and of course um our youtube channel jason's always putting stuff out on there you know tim you could always put some stuff out on there maybe just saying. This doesn't.
2: This doesn't count. Or like the video I made about talking about my favorite games with tracks and nobles. That doesn't.
0: That was or, too. Or, uh, that was too racy for our channel. We couldn't handle. It that. was.
2: It was so racy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knew? Knew. Woo,
2: I yeah. did not realize that the hot takes were going to get us in trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and aside from our stuff, Tim, you can go ahead and tell everybody about the board game rundown and game talk if you want.
2: Yeah, so I do a uh, board, a weekly board game show called The Board Game Rundown on YouTube. You can find us there. You can find us on Facebook at Game Talk Network. That's sort of like the umbrella that we're under. So there's also like a, a guy who does a miniatures show, like a Warhammer stuff, and they, and then they post articles about the game industry, you know, different things going on, either at WizKids or, you know, whatever, all, all over the place. We got a lot of stuff. But yeah, we do a weekly show. We do reviews. Uh, they're not as good as Jason's, but we're working on it. Uh, but our weekly show is kind of like a panel, and there's usually some pretty good banter. We get a little zany sometimes, <laughs> and a little salty with the language sometimes, too. We had to get bleeped out this week, but that was Ooh. my fault. I made a conscious decision to include a Kickstarter with a naughty word in the title. But uh,
0: Shame, shame. I know your name. I,
2: I know. I know. It's terrible. But... Uh, and also, I want to say, while you guys are here and you're stuck, and Jason, don't you dare edit this out, is that I want to thank you guys, especially the uh, board game mechanics, because you guys, when I was just getting started and trying to figure out like how to do my show, uh, I kept pumping you guys for, with questions, and you never hesitated. And you've always been so helpful, even... I think today I probably asked you a question. I mean, I'm always <laughs> asking you guys stuff on like how to get, and you guys are so accessible and so available. And I really, really, really appreciate it. So oh. you've been amazing to me. I really, I, I'm really grateful to you guys. Thank you.
0: Mm, we appreciate you. Yeah.
1: I just love talking about games. So if, uh, and I like talking about making videos and stuff too. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah,
2: clearly. I'm <laughs> I never I never have a problem getting an answer. So that's awesome.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we don't have the corner on the market of this stuff for sure. So yeah, we love to talk about stuff like that. And Jason's always like, yeah, hey, Tim was asking about this. What do you think? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And I love that we really want to have that kind of community because I, I don't think that it's going to help anyone to hold on to stuff and act like you've got proprietary information or whatever. I love being able to talk with other reviewers and podcast hosts and stuff and, 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 you know, you guys, as, uh, as members of the Riveted, like we love hearing from you and and talking with you. So I'm so glad you could come on tonight, Tim. Like that's it's been so great to have you.
2: I am happy to uh, cramp your style anytime y'all need it <laughs> <laughs> or want it. Uh, this has been a blast for me. I, I thank you very much.
0: All right, I don't have anything else. Does anybody have any closing remarks that we miss?
2: Uh... I think if I talk anymore, I won't get asked back. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, we're getting to the point of, I don't want to edit any longer. So we probably need to wrap this up.
0: All right. Well, then I've been Katie.
1: And I'm Jason. I'm Tim.
0: Keep gaming, everybody.
1: Keep gaming.